Welcome to the Stirring Hearts Podcast. My name is Lori Adams, and I'll be your host. I'm a wife, mom, and Mima to four little angels. You know, in all the years that I've been in ministry, ministering to women has truly been my passion. The Lord has given me a heart to inspire, encourage, and impact women just like you. The Stirring Hearts Podcast is designed to stir up your heart into a deeper, more intimate relationship with Jesus. Jesus, the lover of your soul, not to stir your emotions, but to stir the spirit of God that dwells inside you. And by doing so, we will learn to live out the greatest commandment given to us by Jesus, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. My prayer is that your hunger for Jesus will go stronger every time you listen to this podcast. So join me today, sisters, as we stir our hearts for personal revival. Hey, sweet sister, welcome to episode nine of the Stirring Hearts podcast. I'm so glad that you are here. Well, we are exactly three weeks away from Christmas. It's interesting to have Christmas Day fall on a Sunday. Seems kind of fitting, right? Now, if you're like me and my family, we have all kinds of fun Christmas traditions that we love to do, and we are so looking forward to it all. My encouragement for us all is to try to slow the pace as best we can so we can enjoy every moment. It really goes by so very quickly. Truly, making memories is such an important part of this season. So soak it all in. Now, moving forward, just to let you know, I will be taking a break from podcasting for just a couple weeks as we will be traveling. I will drop a new episode next Sunday, December 18th. It will be the last one for 2022. We will start back up with brand new episodes for the new year starting January 8th, 2023. I pray you'll be able to join me and please share this with other women who you feel might need this podcast for the new year and beyond. All right, let's get started. The title of today's podcast is Light of the World. You know, I really do love Christmas. There's so much love and excitement this time of year. When my kids were little, oh, I wanted to make that day so special for them. I love seeing their little faces light up with all the wonder and excitement surrounding Christmas. I was also mindful to make sure that they knew why we celebrated this day to begin with, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. He's the reason for the season, right? Our famous Christmas quote. One thing I loved so much and still do about Christmas time is all the beautiful and amazing decorations, especially the lights. There's just something so warm and inviting about them. It creates an atmosphere that feels like a big hug, especially against a dark room or dark sky. The darker the room or sky, the brighter, more more noticeable the lights will be. We spend time decorating our Christmas tree. And once complete, we turn off all the lights in the room and plug it in. And voila, the lights come on. Oohs and ahs are the sounds that we make as we are mesmerized by the beauty of it all. We drive by houses that are decorated and all lit up at night so we can really appreciate the magic and wonder of it all. 
everything just seems to come alive in this Christmas season. And while this is so awesome and wonderful, there's another light that we must talk about. I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. Our first stirring scripture for this podcast is John 8, 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, this isn't a very long verse. However, it is packed with power and life-giving truth. We must be careful to not let familiar verses like this one go in one ear and out the other. Meditating on scripture is a key to letting the word of God become part of our spiritual DNA. With that said, Jesus proclaims to the people who he is, the light of the world. Listen to this quote. I am the light of the world is the second of seven I am declarations of Jesus recorded only in John's gospel that point to his unique divine identity and purpose. In declaring himself to be the light of the world, Jesus was claiming that he is the exclusive source of spiritual light. No other source of spiritual truth is available to mankind. End of quote. Here again, let's understand in what context Jesus is speaking these words. Jesus spoke with such intentionality, not just what he said, but where he said it and to whom he said it. There always seems to be a deeper, more meaningful purpose behind his words, if we only take the time to study them. Now, this proclamation that Jesus makes takes place during the Feast of Booths, or the Feast of Tabernacles in Jerusalem. This was one of the three festivals that Jewish men were required to attend every single year. On the first day of the feast, three 75-foot-high candlesticks were erected in the temple, in the court of women, where the treasury was located. The court of women was a place where all worshipers, both men and women alike, could enter and experience the joy of the feast around the great candlesticks. You see, light itself was a powerful metaphor in Hebrew thinking. So this statement of him being the light of the world would have great meaning to the people he was speaking to. Light for the Jewish person was the ultimate ideal, a representation of salvation, knowledge, and goodness. For Jesus to claim to be the light of the world was no small thing to them. In fact, here again, he is claiming to be equal with God. He identifies himself as the single, solitary source of light. Now, here's an extra nugget of gold. I'm not even going to charge you for it. But in all seriousness, listen to this. As part of this festival, lamps would be lit using wicks made from priestly garments. <laughs> Think about that for a moment. They would take the priestly garments and make wicks out of them. 
Do you see the significance of Jesus making this I am the light of the world statement? Sister, who is our high priest? (laughs) Jesus. We cannot miss the significance of the metaphors Jesus uses regularly in the Gospels to describe himself. As we study our Bible, which if you think about it, sister, really is a treasure map. It's filled with amazing and priceless treasure for us to discover as we keep digging deeper and deeper. There is no end to its life-giving and rich truth. Now, what do we know about light? Let's talk about it in two ways, physical light and spiritual light. Physical light is necessary for physical life. Without light, things die. The earth would certainly change very rapidly if there was no longer any sunlight. Light also exposes things. The function of life is to reveal things as they really are. In the same way, spiritual light is necessary for spiritual life. It exposes things as they really are in our hearts. Without this light, Jesus, our spiritual life dies. You see, the true believer will always tend towards spiritual things. Their life will move intentionally towards repentance, obedience, surrender, prayer, faith, the word of God, and so on. We see the light of Jesus in their life. Ephesians 5.8 For once you were full of darkness, but now you have the light from the Lord. So live as people of light. Now, what about darkness do we know? What is natural darkness? Darkness is present in the absence of light. But more importantly, what is spiritual darkness? Spiritual darkness is the state of a person who is living apart from God. It means not having fellowship with God through a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's the absence of eternal life. Its darkness is referring to death, spiritually speaking. 1 John 1, 5-6 This is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you, God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. Now we identified what spiritual darkness is. It's living a life apart from God. Spiritual darkness, however, can be very deceiving. We might not see it and it's truly hard to understand. But the presence of Jesus and his teachings have a way of exposing what's really going on in a person's heart. When we want to see something, we take a candle or turn a light on in a room to dispel the darkness. Likewise, the light of Jesus Christ must be taken into the darkness of sin, expose it for what it is. Sin that engulfs the hearts and lives of those who are not true disciples of Jesus. Listen, the way in which we have this light consistently is that we follow him, Jesus. We have a lifestyle 
of repentance. We obey him and we have a relationship and fellowship with him every single day. And most importantly, we bend our knees and humble our hearts as we cry out for him to be Lord in every area of our lives. If we do not adhere to these things, we will not have this light, this truth, this eternal life, which is found only in Jesus. John twelve forty four through 46 says this, Jesus shouted out passionately, To believe in me is to also believe in God who sent me. For when you look at me, you are looking and seeing the one who sent me. I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who trust in me will no longer wander in darkness. The pulpit commentary says this, Light and life are words which have a strange connection everywhere. Even in the natural world, there must be light if there would be life. And if you take away light out of life, it is a poor thing to live. And so it is in a man's inner and truer being. There is no light without life, and there is no life without light. And the one fountain from which both are eternally flowing on together is the Lord Jesus Christ. So what about us? Those of us who are true followers, true disciples of Jesus Christ. What does his proclamation, I am the light of the world, mean for each one of us? Matthew 5, 14 through 16 says this, your lives light up the world. Let others see your light from a distance. For how can you hide a city that stands on a hilltop. And who would light a lamp and then hide it in an obscure place? Instead, it's placed where everyone in the house can benefit from its light. Verse 16. So don't hide your light. Let it shine brightly before others so that the commendable things you do will shine as light upon them. And then they will give their praise to your father in heaven. These verses tell us that we are light as well. We're not supposed to hide our light. We're to let it shine like a city on a hill for everyone to see. We should let the light of our new life found in Christ shine steadily in the darkness of this world so that all who see us will catch a glimpse of Christ reflected in our lives. And as we do this, our Heavenly Father will receive all the praise and honor He is so worthy of. But whose light are we shining? Where does it come from? Is it our own light? Our good works? The things we do and say? No, it's not about us. Let me explain it this way. What is a shadow? Well, a shadow is cast when an object blocks the light source. Let me tell you a story about something that happened to me in April of 2015. It was something so significant that I wrote about it in one of my journals. Mike, my husband and I had gone up to a park. It's just a few blocks from our home. We would go to this park very early in the morning as it had a path around its perimeter to walk on. Now, let me preface this with saying that at this time, 
He and I had just come out of a few years of very painful and difficult situations and circumstances. We were now on the other side of all of that. As Mike walked ahead of me, as he walked at a much faster pace than I did, I put on my earbuds and began listening to worship music. As I made my way around the path, the sun wasn't quite up, but the clouds were amazing, bursting with beautiful colors that only God could paint. Suddenly, in that moment, I was flooded remembering the amazing journey the Lord had taken us both on over the last few years. I was remembering not only the difficulties, but the goodness and faithfulness of God, the miraculous work he had done in both of us, not only in each of us individually, but in our marriage. I want to read to you a portion of my journal that I believe ties directly into what we're talking about today. Here's a portion of what I wrote. So with all this going on in my mind, I'm overcome with emotion. It was all I could do to not break out in full-blown worship right there in the middle of the park. I came around the corner and the sun was coming up. It was shining right on my face. The warmth felt amazing. The presence of God was palatable. I lifted my head to let the warmth sink in. Here's where it got crazy for me. The Lord gave me a word today and I will never forget it as long as I live. I came around the corner and now the sun was behind me and I felt the Holy Spirit say, stop and look at your shadow. And so I did. My shadow was big and tall and I heard the Holy Spirit say, while you might look big and tall and your message be big, always remember who's behind you to make it look that way. What? I was so overcome. To whatever capacity that God uses me, I will always know that God goes before me and is always behind me. I press into the warmth of God before me and let his light shine behind me to bring him all the glory. Oh, sister, I remember this day like it was yesterday. So to develop this even further, I googled, why does the shadow look bigger than the object? (laughs) This is what it said, and it is a key and powerful point. The shadow is bigger than the object only when the object is near to the source of light. (laughs) Do you hear that? The closer we are to the source of light, the bigger our shadow will be. And who is our source of light? Jesus. Sister, I want you to think of your shadow as your faith, your testimony and message. Yes, we are to share our testimony. We are to proclaim the gospel of the good news, the faithfulness and goodness of our Heavenly Father in our lives. We are to live a life worthy of Christ. We are to point people to Jesus. We are to be people who radiate the light of God's love and truth 
into the lives of those with whom we come in contact with, even if they reject us. But we must never, ever forget the source of the light we carry within us. All that we do and how we live should reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus for a special purpose so that our Heavenly Father may be glorified through our lives. The Lord, in His sovereignty, has chosen you and me to be beacons of that miraculous light. In the power of the Holy Spirit, we should seek to do good. We should endeavor to be gentle, tender-hearted, gracious, and kind. We are entrusted to serve and love one another, forgiving one another while reflecting the beautiful character of Jesus in all that we do and say, because he is the son of light. He is the giver of light. We should be like the moon reflecting the glorious light of the sun, S-O-N, diverting all attention away from ourselves and onto the lovely person of the Lord Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Let's end this podcast with some powerful verses from the Word of God. Psalm 19, 7 through 10. God's Word is perfect in every way, how it revives our souls. His law leads us to truth, and His ways change the simple into the wise. His teachings make us joyful and radiate His light. His precepts are so pure. His commands, how they challenge us to keep close to his heart. The revelation light of his word makes my spirit shine radiant. Every one of the Lord's commands is right. Following them brings me cheer. Nothing he says ever needs to be changed. The rarest treasures of life are found in his truth. That's why I prize God's word like others prize the finest gold. Nothing brings the soul such sweetness as seeking his living words. Let me pray for you. Oh, Jesus, you are the light of the world. You break through all the darkness and bring life to that which is dead. I pray for this sweet sister listening to this podcast. Will you shine and radiate your perfect and powerful light into her heart, mind, and soul during this Christmas season? May she truly remember the source of all life-giving light, Jesus. It's in his precious name I pray. Amen. Well, that's all for today. Thanks so much for being here. I pray the Holy Spirit has truly stirred your heart and the intimacy between you and Jesus has grown deeper. Be sure to follow and download the Stirring Hearts podcast so you never miss an episode. We drop a new episode every week. You can also leave a review, which helps this podcast reach more women. And make sure to connect with me on social media and my website. The links are located in the show notes. May the Lord bless you and stir your heart as you diligently seek and love him. And remember, sister, you are never alone and we are always better together.